Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as always I am joined by the secure Matt. Hello there. Well then Matt, we are discussing Revolution of the Daleks this week. Mm. Um, We're getting close, we're getting close, we're in 2021 now. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's it's mad, isn't it? Though, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I don't dislike Revolution of the Daleks, but I don't want to talk about uh, Doctor Who this week. What, why? I just want to talk about Arcane. What, what, have, what's Ar- Arcane? Have you not heard of Arcane? It's um, a Netflix series. That... Is it the one that's based off Dota? Uh, League of Legends. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. I have no interest in League of Legends. Never played it. Probably never going to. Not not my thing. Um, but I, my uh, partner and I have watched the first seven of the nine episodes in, in the first season. And it is the first time in years that I've witnessed my partner watching a fictional uh, programme where she doesn't have one eye on her phone the whole time. Really? Yeah. It is. Um, in in the genre of television, of things that are sort of inspired by Game of Thrones, but are different enough that they're not going to get sued by George R. R. Martin, <laughs> it is the first of those that I've actually, not just enjoyed, but I, I, I'm completely bowled over by. Like, tried The Witcher, couldn't get into it. Tried, the, oh, what's what's the Terry Brooks fantasy series that they did a couple of series of? Was that Shannara? Yeah, from... Shannara, couldn't get into that. Um, I Admittedly, I've not, I don't have Amazon Prime, so I haven't tried Wheel of Time yet. But, you know, none of that stuff's kind of grabbed me. But Arcane is phenomenal i mean visually it's like nothing else i've ever seen uh the 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 voice acting the animation the 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 depth of of the character work in just a handful of episodes is Uh astonishing if if you're if and it definitely borrows from game of thrones in the sense of you're immediately just thrown into this world with a huge bunch of different characters and all of them have layers. Even the supporting characters are not one-dimensional. Um, it's incredible writing. Oh. And it's based on a, on a stupid video game. Well, I might have to it's, give that a look. Yeah, not just you. Everyone listening to this podcast right now. Like I say, I, I just want to talk about this show for the next hour. <laughs> Sod Doctor Who. Um... Let's just do it. I'll I'll load up Netflix and we'll just do a watch along. <laughs> but anyway, no, we we will talk about Revolution of the Daleks. But I wanted to get it off of my chest. Arcane is amazing. It is amazing. Um, all right, how's your week been, Matt? I mean, I say uh, week. It's been what four days since we last it, spoke to each other. Yeah, we we normally record on the weekend, but I'm moving house this weekend, so yeah. get it out of the way. Uh, it's been an okay week. Been all right. Uh, yeah. Trying to think if I've done anything nice. Went to a friend's house for, for heaters last night. That was nice. Never a bad uh, thing. 
No. It, largely uneventful is how I'd describe my week. Well, uh, then. Like I say, it's only been three days and I've spent all three of them at work. So. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Um, well, then, Matt. Shall we just uh, shall we just keep things clipping along then? And uh, what do, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do A to Z or do you want a bit of news? Uh, let's do A to Z because it, it's going to be a brief one this week. I feel mm, fairly brief, I think. Yeah. So we're up to I. I yes. Uh, let me just find it in my notes. And whilst I do that, just, David, let me take a sip of some delicious Splash Cola. What's this now? Is this a new sponsorship deal? Oh, it's fizzy, fruity and fantastic. Splash Cola. Is this a reference to something that I'm not getting? David, it's another advert. Oh, okay. We got sent some money to talk about delicious Splash Cola. I'll take your word for it. <clears throat> oh, I nearly choked on it there. <laughs> what a, <laughs> a sense. What a, I couldn't think of a better way to go <laughs> than drowning in delicious Splash Cola. All right, then. So this week's A to Z, sponsored by Splash Cola. Yeah. We're up to I this week. So we are. let me give you some episodes, David. Yeah. You tell me what you think. Okay. Idiot's Lantern. Good. Impossible Planet. Very good. Impossible Astronaut. Good. Into the Dalek. Good. It takes you away. Very good. Agree. To politely disagree there. <laughs> Would you like some alien races? Are we just discovering that basically I just like all Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been jovial recently. Uh, there are some that I'm less keen on. But yes. All right then, Matt. Crack, crack on. So, Alien Races. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting list. I'm looking forward to it. Ice Warriors. Yes. That's it. That's the list for Alien Races. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot going on for the letter I, is there? No. Uh, Um, Would you like some actors and characters? Yes, go on then. So, for characters, I've got Ian Chesterton. Oh, I love a bit of Ian. And then for actors, I've yep. got Ian Malter, who played uh, Harry Sullivan. Harry Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, I had to Google who Harry Sullivan was because I forgot. I don't think you've seen any episodes with Harry yet. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, yeah, we should rectify that at some point. Um, uh, that that is literally my list this week. Yeah. A, okay. A so, one. what what are you picking out of that lot? Um, I, I think I might go Impossible Planet. That was that was one of the first that really grabbed you, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
it's definitely a standout of early tenant. I, I panicked then because I went to write that down, but last week I said John Hurt, and I thought that that was J, not H, and I thought we'd done the wrong letter. <laughs> now that's next week. That so is. I'll, write, I'll write down Impossible Planet. I might just go John Hurt again next week, just for convenience. All right. Well, I'll I'll do the thing of uh, bring up the rear and um, give you some classic as the, as the, stories. As the priest said to the actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, so, in terms of classic stories, you've got the Ice Warriors. Yep. You'll never guess what that one's about. <laughs> you got Inferno. Uh, you've Have got... we seen Inferno, or is that just one everyone talks about? Well, that's what everyone talks about. We, I think you'd enjoy Inferno. Um, it's it's Liz Shaw, um, which is I know is a companion you like, and um, it's got a whole parallel universe section where you've got evil. Oh, Brigadier. it's like the Eye Patch. Eye Patch Brigadier, yeah. Yeah. I think you'd I think you'd have a lot of fun. With Inferno, we should do that one sometime. Um, we've got. Oh, did you mention in the Forest of the Night? I don't think you did. No, I probably didn't. But yeah, because uh, that's obviously not classic. But uh, that's the in only any one... way, shape, or form. That's the only one... New Who episode beginning with I that I I would say is probably not great. Um, so we've got the invasion. And Invasion of the Dinosaurs and the Invasion of Time. Okay. Three invasions there. Uh, the Invisible Enemy, Image of the Fendal. Um, is there anything else? No, that's it. Yeah. So some some good classic stories there. Quite a good crop. Oh. Um, do you want some writers? Always like to look at Yeah, look at I mean, you do them well. anyway. I don't care, but... Yep. So that's all you writers. Okay. <laughs> with a with an I surname. <laughs> Literally none. <laughs> um so yeah, it's what it's it's the first time doing this segment where I felt like we are really I guess not quite clutching at straws, but it's slimmer pickings. So I guess I'm torn between um, I could go for It Takes You Away, which is an episode that I, I, I always want to stick up for. You'd be but, doing that just out of spite. In well, some ways, you're a very small man. The thing is, I guess I could just refer people back to our episode on that one because, you know, I said my piece there. I've got nothing additional to add to that. I could say Ice Warriors, you know. Uh, a, a, a stalwart of the of the the B tier uh, monsters, you know, along alongside the likes of the Sea Devils, the Zygons. Um, I could, I could go with one of the classic stories, like I say, Inferno is a lot of fun. Uh, I like the original Ice, Ice Warriors, the Invasion. One of my favourite Troughton stories. Um, I even have a soft spot for Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Ropey uh, animated dinosaurs and all. Um, But I think it's got to be Ian. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's that's again it's i think a bit like going with hartnell it's one of those things where it's like it's almost nostalgia for something i didn't live through and didn't grow up with but there's something about those first couple of series of doctor who that dynamic of the doctor ian barbara and susan that is just really special mm-hmm. and ian obviously is a big part of that um so he's just one of those characters that just has has cast a long shadow on the show so yeah that's what i'm going with i'll go with ian this ian. Week. yeah Add that to the ever-growing list. I feel bad that I didn't pick Barbara for B now. I know. Feels a bit sexist, doesn't it? Because you were trying to be all clever and went for Baker. Yeah. Just go for stuff you like. (laughs) It was early days in the segment, wasn't it? Um, Anything jumping in your head for next week when we do Jay? Not a lot. I mean... Journey to the centre of the TARDIS. Wow. It's an episode believe, that begins with J. I can't believe your brain went there instead of John Pertwee. <laughs> you see, I, I always think in terms of surnames with the with the actors. I don't tend uh, to think of... Um, if, you, if you've got, like, a slow week, just go for, like, whatever works. Remember yeah. when I had Bo face off as one of my choices. <laughs> Um, anyway, shall we move on to, um, current events? Yeah, I, I mean, think we're gonna... if, if we're talking about the news, there's only one place yeah. we can start, isn't there? You know, uh... What, well, the 14th Doctor? Because, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I need to start with an apology. I... I was... I don't know whether it was a parody account or whatever, but, you know, I'd seen enough people corroborating Otis the Aardvark that I thought that was a done deal. But, you know, turns out I was mistaken. So apologies for that, listeners. But, uh, Matt, I believe you're going to fill us in on the latest? Yeah, I thought... Well, I, I, I misconstrued it when I heard it. I thought they were talking about a new Doctor Who adventure... And right. obviously talking about different planets. But the the announcement was that the new 14th Doctor is the baddest man on the planet and it's former heavyweight champion of the world, Iron Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not known for his acting roles. No, no, no. And, you know, I think a bit of a left of centre choice. But when, yeah. when you think about it, 58 fights, 50 wins, 6 losses, 2 no, no contests. I mean, it's Doctor Who all over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- certainly there are parallels there. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a, a real, an interesting choice, but one I, I'm starting to come to terms with, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Matt. I think... I think that's one of those castings for me where it'll be, you know, uh, it'll probably have to take me a few episodes to really settle into it. But, you know, I always come around to whoever they cast in the end. There's, you know, yeah. there's not a single doctor that I dislike. So, 
that's it. Think think about how I struggled at first with Capaldi, and now yeah, like even this week, I, I watched his regeneration speech just for something to do because it popped up on YouTube. Yeah, you know, give him a chance. That's all we ask. Yeah, yeah. Iron Mike Tyson. That'd be, you know, an exciting time for us all. I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks very much, Matt. Speaking um, of looking forward to things, I'm just going to take a sip of delicious Splash Cola. <laughs> <sighs> right, now I'm refreshed, David. Can we have some news? Certainly. Um, let's see, what have we got here on searchwise.net? Uh, we've got Wales Online, not Plymouth. Uh, the little-known story of the Welshman who created Doctor Who's greatest villain. That could be a long read, we'll see. Um, got a whole batch on the, you know, the same comment from Christopher Eccleston. Uh, Gizmodo, Christopher Eccleston would be willing to come back to Doctor Who alone. Radio Times, Christopher Eccleston rules out returning to Doctor Who for multi-Doctor Story. Good old Plymouth Live. Oh, now okay. is, it, is it ball or Monday? There's only one way to find out. And you know what? This It's an interesting... It's an interesting headline. I, I, I don't know why it got bundled with the, uh, with the Eccleston ones, because it's got nothing to do with him. It, the headline is, Doctor Who, young fan forced to leave collection behind in Ukraine. Oh. Yeah. That's... So it's a bit of a tearjerker. And it's David Monday. Oh. Elliot Ball's dropped the proverbial ball, because I'm just on his Twitter, and the last thing he wrote was the Red Dwarf thing we talked about last week. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, he has got one, though, he yeah. has got other stories. There's like uh, yeah, body found in Plymouth. <laughs> I think we'll maybe skip that. One. <laughs> say again, sorry, David, I, I misheard um, you. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So, are we all right to go with this one? I um, think so. Obviously, we're not gonna dwell too much on on these kinds of things, but it's in some. Sometimes, when you're dealing with with massive world events. Sometimes hearing the smaller stories helps with the perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I won't say any more than that. We'll probably just read a bit of this and then move on without much further comment. Uh, but anyway, Ukrainian mother has told of her teenage daughter's heartbreak after she was forced to leave the majority of her Doctor Who collection in Kiev. As Russian forces invaded their country last month, uh, Mary's side's family had to flee Ukraine's capital and embark on a search for safety. While her husband stayed behind, she took her teenage children, her own mother, her mother-in-law and two pets across 1,300 uh, miles of European territory before finding refuge in Belgium. In their Kiev home, Mary's daughter Sophia had amassed, uh, 16, uh, had amassed an impressive Doctor Who collection. It included several Daleks, Cybermen, a Davros, multiple models of robotic canine, canine, a TARDIS, 
its central control column, a sonic screwdriver and a massive number of action figures. Multiple versions of David Tennant's 10th Doctor featured in the collection alongside Matt Smith's 11th, Peter Davison's 5th, uh, Sarah Jane Smith as played by Elizabeth Sladen, as well as Rose Tyler and Martha Jones, who were played by Billy Piper and Freema Adjiman, just in case you were wondering, Matt. <laughs> there were also a veritable menagerie of monsters, which included an Ood, the Mocks of Balhoon from Season 1 episode The End of the World, Clockwork Robot from Season 2 episode The Gun on Flying Pace, and some Slitheen. By the time Marie and her family were pictured in Belgium, her daughter had just a 10th Doctor, 11th Doctor, Sarah Jane Smith, Clockwork Robot, and the only good Dalek book. From a huge Doctor Who collection, now my daughter has only got this, said Marie. But we are safe. So, I won't read the rest of it, but, I mean, ultimately... It is great that they are safe. Mm. It is great to know that, you know, I mean, it. one of the things that I think that that, that does touch on as well is how much of a global phenomenon Doctor Who is. How it is something that reaches people in all corners of the world and and speaks to them and means something to them. And, um, yeah, long may it continue to do that and to <sighs> I don't know i i I'm gonna try and say something, but i i I don't think I can form words that are helpful, yeah, in any way, um, but yeah i i a, a different uh, a different slant this week for uh, have I got who's for you <laughs> not what I was expecting but you know that's why I like doing this segment because you never quite know what you're gonna get when it comes to Doctor Who clickbait no no I think we've had a different approach every week yeah pretty much I mean last couple of weeks it was just fourteenth um, Doctor lists but. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that was really interesting. Um, right then, Matt. Did uh, did we get many tweets about Revelation of the Daleks? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to go run a bath, I'll just run through them, because I think we might be here a while. Oh, crikey, that many? Yeah, yeah, probably. I thought people might be all tweeted out after the Timeless Children. No, no, no. Okay, here we go. Right, I'm, 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 let me I'm start nice down the bottom. Right, I'm going to start with Ian Morgan. Say hello, David. Hello, Ian. Uh, he says, I is for imbecile, as in Harry Sullivan is an imbecile. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. The following tweet comes from the All of Time and Space podcast. One of my Hello, partic- all of Time and Space podcast. I was going to say one of my particular favourites, but you interrupted me, David, but it's fine. Sorry, Matt. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I is for Ian Chesterman. Chesterton, sorry. I'll take that bit again. <laughs> well, you don't need to because that's entirely in keeping with Hartnell's performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I is for Ian Chesterton, greatest of all the companions. Gentleman, fighter, dad dancer, and he loves an M&S cardigan. Uh, this next tweet probably my favourite tweet of the week if I'm honest comes from 
Sharon Epic, who says, I know nothing about your show, never listened. <laughs> oh, top, top tweeting there. Yeah. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, and then when I put out my email for who wants information about the, you know, couple of questions for the end of series wrap up, yeah. sent it to Sharon. She just went, I can't watch Doctor Who where I live. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> What? <laughs> I that is that. I feel like that. I hope there are future instalments in this story. Is all I, I can am, say. I but have no idea, David. Like I, I, I am invested block, in this now. I didn't block anyone this week, but I think we've got a prime candidate here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know nothing about your show. Never listened. Amazing contribution. It's what it's what the internet was designed for, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. People with literally nothing to contribute still contributing anyway. I, I'm going to start going on Letterboxd, and instead of writing reviews of films, I'm just going to go, I don't know, I've not seen this. <laughs> I can't get films where I live. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> like... I appreciate it might be outside the BBC's like broadcast remit, but you can get it online for free. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matt. Get, do do continue. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Should we just end there? I feel like it's not, you know go out on a high. Not even review the episode. Just yeah. Right. Oh dear. Flipping heck. Okay. Next tweet comes from Amy. Say hello, David. Hello, Amy. Uh, it was okay. I wish more was done with 13 in prison. Maybe she could have broken out on her own. Robertson was funny. <coughs> I thought the shot of the Daleks swarming into the TARDIS was cool. And who knows how long Ryan and Graham survive on their own as alien hunters. I stands for Invasion of Time. Mm. Uh, Interesting pick. Next one comes from Ariel. Say hello, David. Hi, Ariel. Um, Ariel says, I love this episode. I think I have to revise my earlier statement and say this is the best of Chris Chibnall's run. After hating the last one, I was worried, but I really enjoyed this. Good send-off for Ryan and Graham. And we got a reference for Gwen from Torchwood. For I, impossible. Ah. Yeah, impossible planet. Impossible astronaut. astronaut, impossible girl. We didn't touch on that one in our segment. We could have, couldn't we? Tell you what, impossible not to enjoy a lovely sip of splash cola. <laughs> right? Are they just paying you in cola? Um, I, I, if they did, David, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> right. The next message comes from the Who Can Convince You Boys. Say hello, David. Hello, Who Can Convince You. Uh, I don't know if you saw today, but Harry from Who Can Convince You has started a, like a separate little channel just for his musical offerings. Mm -hmm. And today is the 40th anniversary of Asia's song Heat of the Moment. 
And Harry did a little mm-hmm. cover of that, and it's absolutely sensational. Yeah, he's a, he's a big Asia fan. Mm. That lad. He's got more musical talent in his thumb than I've got in my entire body. Uh, yeah, likewise. Right, they say, is this the Jack returning one? If so, nah, I won't review it, I'm alright. I <laughs> is for incidental music. Ooh. Yeah, just all of it. Yeah, the whole shebang. I mean, there's there's some good stuff in Doctor Who, for sure. Right. We then have James Swifty Swift. Say hello, David. Hello, James. Who says, I think this episode is pretty fun. It drags a little in the second act, but I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is James, son of Nicholas Courtney who says, this is a decent 60-minute episode stretched over 75 minutes. It really should have been stripped right back. He, he did say it should be striped right back, David, but I've corrected his spelling there, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Robertson Very gracious, should have been president. The episode aired just before Inauguration Day. Also, you can tell the episode was shot in 2019, satire about a Prime Minister who'd gone a year before. I is for Invasion, quite a common story type, common enough to feature in seven titles. Yeah. Right, we've got three... We do like an invasion on Doctor Who, don't we? Mm. We've got three tweets to go. I'm ready. Ooh, what are you drinking there? Splash Cola? Uh, no, just uh, decaffeinated tea. Mm. A poor substitute. Yeah, I really, I really know how to rock and roll. Right, the next tweet, David, comes from BT Flibbity Giggard. Please say hello. Greetings, curator. There we go. Who says this is a potentially interesting and original story, which turns into a basic Dalek runaround fifteen minutes in. You have no idea how excited I got when there wasn't a mutant in the Dalek shell and how disappointed when we found out the scientist cloned one. What a waste of a good premise. I is for Ice Warriors, a.k.a. my favourites. Ah, yeah. I was very tempted to go with Ice Warriors. Mm. That would probably be my second pick. Are you partial to an Ice Warrior, Matt? Um... I'm absolutely ambivalent to them, David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you've only seen two stories with them and they've both been written by Gators. Yeah. I don't doubt, I don't like them or dislike them. I just absolutely nothing them. Yeah, yeah. Right, two tweets to go. Both Marty McLean's Hall of Famers. Uh, which one do you want first, David? Tweet one or tweet two? Let's go chronological. Tweet one. Tweet one comes from the Married to Who podcast, who did a sensational review of our Secret Santa gifts last week. Oh, it'll be two weeks ago, because we're recording two episodes in a week, David. <laughs> we are, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Time has no meaning for us now. Now, they piqued my interest in that episode, David, and I've been meaning to message them. Because I gave them Meal of the Week... I just said, just yes. do Meal of the Week. We're done with it. And yeah. in amongst it all, they mentioned S'mores Dip. Matt, I'm sure we had this conversation last time we recorded. Right, well, 
I can't remember. I made a note of it in my book, can, and I saw it again you, today. I was like, I must raise that with David. <laughs> you can you can mention it again if you like, but the, our listeners might suffer from a bit of deja vu. Ah, uh, screw the listeners! I've never cared what <laughs> those doyles think. You just really want to know more about small things. Yeah, please. In fact, I apologise, <laughs> listeners, for my crassness there. If anyone's got any interest or any information on this, just just send us it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm intrigued. I need to know more, I mean, David. You do know how to use searchwise.net, don't you? Hold on. Let me just try it. Why didn't you recommend this last week so I remembered this week? It didn't occur to me. S'mores dip. Mm. Let's have a look at the recipe. There's BBC Good Food, but there's also one from Dinner at the Zoo. It just looks... Is it just a big pan full of s'mores? Yeah. It's possible. Chocolate on the bottom, marshmallows on the top, dip you. I want the world to know how much I've been thinking about Smalls Dip this week. Right, anyway. I, I think we're well aware at this point, Matt. Um, right. Yeah, okay. They say... What's, what's the tweet? This episode is pretty good. Chibnall's three Dalek stories so far are among the top 21st century Dalek stories. I is for Ian, Chesterton, Martyr, McNeese and Briggs. Ooh, all the Ians. All the Ians. All the Ians. Right, final tweet of the week. Are you ready, David? I'm ready. I know you always get a bit sad when listener tweets ends. <laughs> yeah. You were real down in the dumps for that glorious month where we didn't do it. <laughs> right. So the final tweet is from Marie Boudreau, David. Do you need to doff your cap? No, I'm wearing a hat again. Oh, what have you got this week? Sombrero. Oh, man. Dear Stalker. That's what I really need to see you wear. I have... I'm, I'm sorry I don't have one available at the moment. I'll have to invest in one at some point. Right. Sombrero's good, though. Keep the sun out of your eyes. Thank you. Right. Are you rocking yeah. a poncho, or...? No, just a sombrero. What? Well, nothing else. Well, no, well, I've, I've got a ratty old hoodie on and some pyjama bottoms. Okay. But it's a, the sombrero is doing all the heavy lifting, lifting with the outfit right yeah. now. I'm just going to put that on the agenda for episode 200. Naked sombreros. <laughs> right. Uh, I've got their second album. It's pretty decent. Oh, I knew... Oh, he's done me there, hasn't he? <laughs> That's not a bad name for a band. Naked sombrero. It's a... Do you think it's a better name for a band than Splash Cola? Yes. Well, I mean, you've not cut me in on this sponsorship deal, so I'm not going to play along, Matt. David, it it keeps the lights on. You don't need to know about it, all right? (laughs) Right, Marie says, I liked a lot of it. The trap for the Daleks on the sole fact that they'll wipe out impurities. Graham and Ryan being set up at the end for other stories. Yaz being all in. But I didn't like where Ryan told Graham to basically stop being the cutest old man since Wilf. Donna would never. And I is for the Intelligence, one of my favourite reoccurring villains. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so 
most people broadly positive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The curator continues his one-man vendetta against <laughs> every Chris Chibnall pen episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I love your curator. <laughs> Never change. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll get a message from BT Flippity Giggard that just says, I don't know, I've stopped listening to your show. I don't watch Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. But, yeah, um, but anyway, um, as, as interesting as that was, what I really want to know, Matt, is what did you make of Revolution of the Daleks? I think when I watched it, I like largely was fairly positive on it. Yeah. But it's left no lasting impression on me at all. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's not it's not a game changer mm. of an episode, but we just had one of those. So a bit of a bit of a breather, especially for a, you know, a, a festive special, I think is absolutely fine. You know, let's just have a bit of knockabout fun with Daleks. Mm. Is it uh, is it the least special special? Ooh, now there's a good question. I think it's a contender, certainly. Um, the, no, it's not. I'll tell you what the least special special is. <laughs> it's Planet of the Dead. Oh, well, as we're recording this, David, today is the day that my review... Of the Lady Christina <laughs> box set came out, and I yeah. don't know if you saw, but Mary Two also subsequently have sent me a further gift. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that. Oh well, check your phone. I'll send you a picture. Okay. <laughs> That's right. A signed Excellent. picture. Of Lady Christina. Amazing. Now, I I couldn't read that autograph. Like, what is it? It's, I mean, it's, is it vertical? It looks like it's been written vertically. But her name's Michelle Ryan. Where's the M? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, maybe it's a clue. Yeah. To some treasure. I appreciate her acting, not her spelling. Yeah, well, aren't you a lucky boy with all yeah. your gifts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the <laughs> only one I'm keeping. It's going on my bedside table. <laughs> um, what do you think of this, then, David? Revolution um... of the Daleks, not my signed picture of Lady Christina. <laughs> I... I really enjoyed it when it first came out, but I think it was because I was a little bit Doctor Who starved. It mm. was a long wait between Timeless Children and this episode. And so I was very high on it immediately after it was broadcast. Rewatching it for this, it's all right. It's decent. It's decent. I'd say I enjoy it less than Resolution if we're going to compare the two, which I think is reasonable, because it is, you know, in effect, a direct sequel to Resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
broadly speaking, I, I did really enjoy it. There's a lot of good in here, I think. This, this is the first episode I remember being really aware of the marketing for it. What, you mean the one picture of, of the fam sitting around a kitchen table? No, the the bit where... That's, you know, that's what we got for Comic-Con that year. The bit where it's Jodie Whittaker, like, doing tally charts on the wall. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was in the trailers and stuff, because obviously they couldn't trail anything beyond her being in jail. Mm. because that's where we left her in the last episode, and they didn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, don't worry, she's going to be running around London and fighting Daleks. I mean, obviously she is, otherwise that would be a shit episode of Doctor Who. Um, but, yeah, it's a, fu- it's a funny one, that. That, <laughs> I, that was basically all that was in the trailer from the Doctor. And they had some little bits of Captain Jack and stuff in there, but, yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. I think this episode, right. good episode, some bad bits to right. to bring out the classic rating system. Yeah, yeah. Should we just jump into it? Let's do it. Right. So this is Revolution of the Daleks from the first of January, twenty twenty one. It is a New Year's special, written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Lee Haven Jones. Yeah. Who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'm trying to think, has he done any previous episodes? I think he might have done one. Uh, maybe. Oh, We've okay. maybe had this exact conversation. It's quite possible. Yeah. I that... haven't quite committed to memory so many of the uh, the Chibnall-era directors. Mm. Have I ever talked to you about uh, S'mores Dip, David? <laughs> no, it's not come up. I don't my, my memory but... is absolutely appalling. <laughs> Right. So, the episode begins a long time ago, far, far away. Do you see what he did there, Matt? Yeah. He sort of did. I'll be honest, I got a little sinking feeling when he did that. It's... Chibnall's humour. It can work sometimes, but it is very dad joke. The thing is, as well, like... Doctor Who is as established as Star Wars. Why is yeah. it? Why is it trying to rip off something? It's just it's meant to be just an affectionate thing, but I feel like that's something you put in a draft to amuse yourself, and then you, you have a little sleep on it. And you're like, no, no, we should probably take that out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it made it all the way onto the screen. Yeah. Oh well. I, I remember once when I was at school. Uh, it was when I was doing English GCSE, and yeah. I had to write this essay in like a, a test in class or something. And I managed to finish my essay on the very bottom line of the page. Mm. So I turned onto the next page, which was blank, and just for some reason just wrote, and that's when they realised they were no longer little girls, they were little women. <laughs> Which is the ending of the book, Little Women. And my English teacher was just like, what an what a obscure way to end your essay. And he just didn't get the joke at all. I was like, have you read Little Women? You're an English teacher. Uh. Right. So, 
When we say a long time ago, David, we mean 2019. When we say far, far away, we mean Cheltenham, because that is where yep. GCHQ is. Yep. Um, the Daleks enter to destroy the Doctor, because this is where I've written, is this resolution? Question mark. Turns out it is. Uh, yep. From there, we fast forward 367 minutes to that recon Dalek being taken away. Um, you know, it's probably on its way to, what's it called? The Black Archive or whatever it is. Yeah, you you would hope. Uh, but when the driver stops for tea, he's been drugged and the tea lady hijacks his lorry. Mm. He's had a now, stinker. I did... I didn't think about this when I first watched it, but I was watching it uh, the other day. I did think to myself, so did they have an operative stationed at, like, every tea stop on his route? Hmm. Or did they have the same operative and they were just have to, having to, like, I don't know, bomb it along on a motorbike to stay ahead and set up? Whatever the next tea stop is, in case he stopped at that one. See, Do you know I, what I mean? I don't even know if he was drugged because I think that is a perfectly normal reaction to stopping at any British burger van. <laughs> Certainly, if he'd gotten a burger, then uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought twice about I, it. I, Nothing I, fishy going on I there. I don't get it, but close to where I live, right? Yeah. If I'm going to go to Morrison's, I have to go on the Ripon Bypass. Yeah. And there's a little lay-by, and it's got a burger van that is just called The Van. And people are all forever stopping there. I've never seen it where there's not people there. Yeah. And if you go 20... Not, uh, like, less than half a mile away, you come to a little roundabout, you turn right, there's a McDonald's on one side... And Morrison's on the other. Why are people stopping at the van? Ah, got to support your local businesses, though, haven't you? Wait, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, do you mean support your local funeral directors? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? But anyway, yes, uh, yeah. poor bloke gets drugged. Right, I'm going to read my next line of notes verbatim. Is that the guy from Arachnids in the UK? It is. It's Robertson, played by Chris Noth. So it is. Yeah. Is it, How did you feel to have him back? Hasn't he subsequently been cancelled for being quite a controversial character? Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to get him <laughs> and Barrowman back together. Yeah, the dream team. <laughs> yeah. More, more of a nightmare than the dream team. <laughs> Yeah, and they do know how to pick them on Doctor Who, don't they? So, there's like a big riot roleplay, and he has made anti-riot Daleks. Mm. Uh, and then in little brackets, I put, is that rusty? They claim it's entirely robotic, and he's selling it to an MP, but it's definitely yeah. not Theresa May. Definitely not Theresa May, just in the same way that Robertson is definitely not Donald Trump. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, yeah, it's it's a funny old business, isn't it? Because like when when Chibnall was writing this episode, he would have been May would would have 
not been in office long as Prime Minister. And then by the time this episode's actually airing, she's all, you know, she's already out of office. Yeah. You know, such is our political um, turmoil at the moment. Um, But yeah, like, I thought he was, I bet he felt really pleased with himself. Like, oh, this is going to be, feel bang up to date. Um. But yeah. So he's asked for a year to roll out production on these Dalek anti-riot machines. And yep. we see for the first time the Doctor this episode imprisoned from last time. Yep. And we see loads of aliens. We see an Ood. We see a Weeping Angel. They're all there. And like I said last time, David, give me Pating or give me death. We get the There Pating. he is. Yeah. Okay, uh, we see her. I mean, so- it's fun, isn't it? It's it's nice to have a few few different monsters back, just in little cameos like that. It's good use of. Yeah, but couldn't that pretend just eat its way straight out of the prison? She she has a line where she says to the pretend, "You can't eat through the cage, mate. Believe me, I've tried." Oh, right, I think it could. Um, yeah, well. Anyway, what I wanted to say about this whole section of the Doctor in prison, like, I get what Chibnall's trying to do with this, but I'm not a big fan of this idea that the Doctor is banged up in a high-security prison and then just sort of gives up. Yeah. Like, that feels kind of out of character to me. I mean, presumably, because she, she has been there a long time, there were multiple breakout attempts that all failed for one reason or another. But it's... Because we, we don't get to see that, we just get to see her at a low point where she's kind of been stuck in there a long time and has given up. It, it It's a, yet another example of something that's been a recent trend over the last few episodes of Chibnall sort of neutering the Doctor a bit. If that makes sense. I think so. Like, I I can understand him trying to break down the idea that the Doctor is just an immortal space wizard. Because (laughs) then you raise the stakes. But then if you do it at the risk of the character... What's the yeah, point anyway? It's, exactly. It's always a balancing act. But I just feel like, could you imagine Matt Smith's doctor being contained in a prison for more than 20 minutes? No. No. Yeah. Like, we see it when him, Tennant and John Hurt get put in prison together. The first yeah. thing they do is solve how to get out. Yeah. Um so, I don't know. It did slightly frustrate me that. And then, of course, that's further compounded by how she does eventually get out. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to Yeah, so she goes back to her cell. To keep herself sane, she starts reciting Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Until there's a little knock on the wall. Now, when there was the knock, I thought it was going to be four knocks and we were going to get the master again. Oh... Wouldn't that be something? I'm, I'm a bit mustered out at the minute. 
Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, certainly, it, in terms of just if you're doing an episode a week, it's not long between uh, Michelle Gomez and Sasha Dewan. Mm. It's really not. And we get a good dose of him in uh, in The Timeless Children. So, like, yeah, a bit of a rest doesn't go amiss. So, Ryan and Graham meet Yaz in their new TARDIS from last episode. And yeah. Yaz has basically given up on her life to try and solve where the Doctor is. She's losing her mind, but Graham yeah. thinks the Doctor is dead. But she's she's spending a lot on very colourful stationery. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Really lovely, different, different uh, uh, pastel-coloured paper, different sizes... She must have spent a fortune in W. H. Smith. Ah, that's paper chase quality. Oh, you reckon? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's uh, been... keep, you know, it's nice. She's keeping herself busy. Yeah, for ten months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Graham shows Yaz footage of a Dalek, and they recognise Jack Robertson. So it yeah. turns out arachnids in the UK was more important than I thought it was. Yes. I mean, that's the thing about Doctor Who. You never know when someone's going to dredge something up and do something new with it. I wonder when they're going to bring back Fires of Pompeii. Yeah, it it just kind of... It was a bit of a nothing episode, that one, wasn't it? So, Robertson, again, meets this MP. We find out she's called Jo Patterson. And she needs more drones. Yeah. So the fam go to speak to him later on, and his security team just simply lead them away. Yeah. Um, the doctor. The doctor meets Captain Jack in prison. Yes. He's here to break her out. He spent time committing horrible crimes to get himself put in prison. <laughs> Don't ask him about the crimes, though. He won't. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Art imitating life, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, here he is, and he's got a magic ball that he wants to show the Doctor. A magic wall-breaking bubble. And a vortex manipulator. Yeah. Uh, Robertson begins to talk to Leo, who's his, like, tech guy. And, of course, he found organic remnants within the shell of the recon Dalek. Yep. He's cloned and grown a whole new Dalek. And Robertson is furious. Yeah. Uh, Leo goes... I I do like his performance in that scene, though. You know, where he's just like, why? What? Like, he's just... He's simultaneously disgusted and, and, and baffled. You know, because he's he is such a because he's such a small minded character. Um, if there's no immediately obvious profit margin, he cannot understand the purpose yeah. of it. That that is his yeah. entire character motivation, everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's incredibly one dimensional. But you know what? I don't mind that. If anyone deserves. A bit of one-dimensional caricaturing. It's uh, those types. So Leo goes to incinerate the Dalek. Yeah. 
And he does. The episode ends there. <laughs> Hooray! All goes well. Yeah. Except, of course, the Dalek gets a hold of him. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor and Jack use the Vortex Manipulator to beam aboard the Doctor's TARDIS. We get a nice mm-hmm. reunion scene with the TARDIS. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, and we learn that she was in prison for evading the Jadoon. Mm-hmm. So is that from the end of Thingy, uh, Prisoner of the Jadoon, Fugitive of uh, the Jadoon? Yes, yeah. Uh, you, it was a kind of blink and you miss it thing, but at the end of the Timeless Children, the Jadoon squad introduced themselves as a cold case unit. Right, okay. So they're following up on old leads. Uh-huh. So they power up the TARDIS and go to look for the fan. Yep. It's all going to work out for the best. So the fam are holding a little meeting as they hear the TARDIS noise. Yeah. The Doctor and Jack arrive. Yaz is mad that the Doctor waited ten months. She could have always just beamed back to like ten seconds after she left. Mm-hmm. But Captain Jack does point out that the TARDIS doesn't always do what the Doctor wants and the Doctor's not actually yeah. the, that good at piloting it. Yeah, it's a... It's an interesting little moment, isn't it, when uh, Yaz does that like sort of angry shove mm. whilst shouting, we were worried about you. And again, knowing what we now know about Yaz's character, <laughs> it's interesting to see it planted earlier than it's made obvious, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so they tell the Doctor about the Dalek and Leo has gone to see the Dalek that he cloned, and it, it's built some absolute mad shit. That is my notes. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair description. Uh, Jack recites his story, basically, if you didn't watch the entire series, he tells you who he yeah. is and what's going on. I mean, to be fair to him, that a lot of that was over a decade ago. Yeah, but I think with... At this phase, the show seems to be going forward at 100 miles an hour, and it doesn't always look backwards. No. So I found that quite nice. I mean, yeah. it looked back yeah. last week where we saw the brain of Morbius people and stuff like that, but like, <laughs> you know, to recite some of the big story beats was good. Yeah, it's 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 nice that we're now at a stage with New Who that it has its own continuity and history to rival that of the classic series in a way. Mm. You know, you you can call back to the uh, sort of like series one, series two stuff, and it, and it feels genuinely nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, they go to Osaka to see Robertson, and he shows them the Dalek production line. I think this is where yeah. we see that there's no Dalek in the Daleks. Yes. Uh, Jack, again, mentions the Beauchene Peninsula to Yaz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to call him the face of Bo. They did. Uh, I can't wait till we see the episode where he transforms into a big giant head. <laughs> you think it will happen quite quickly? Hmm. Do you think the face of Bo's head's actually that big, or do you think it's like refraction of the liquid he was floating in? <laughs> he's just going to uh, be a full-sized face. His, his tank gets smashed at one point, doesn't he? And he is just yeah, a Yeah, he's, he's still big. Yeah. 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 
Right. The Jack and Yaz discuss life without the Doctor. And Jack tells her that the joy is worth the pain. Because obviously the Doctor just moves on and leaves people behind. Yeah. Uh, Jack uses his big square gun. He does, yeah. Yeah. And the big mad shit project the Dalek was doing is a clone farm growing Daleks. Yeah. Joe Patterson is elected as Prime Minister and introduces her new Daleks, whilst the fam take Robertson on the TARDIS and watch him struggle to understand everything they're telling him. <laughs> so we haven't really touched on this very much yet, but let's just think, with, with, the, with the sort of reveal in front of number 10 of the new Daleks, it's nice, I think, to see the Daleks being used as an explicit political allegory mm. for the first time in a while. You know, obviously, originally they were intended to be this kind of symbol of fascism. Here, it's more just authoritarianism in the abstract. You know, they yeah. are being used as a means of suppressing uh, protest, which of, of course is something that is really happening in this country right now. Yeah, you know 100%. there was a, a bill being uh, which went through Parliament not too long ago, uh, explicitly uh, tightening the rules on uh, people's ability to to politically protest in this country. It's really quite worrying. Um, so. Chibnall's not pulling his punches in terms of looking at the direction of travel in the UK and being like, you know, this is worrying. How can we how can we sort of poke at that <laughs> through the, you know, with the toolbox we have in a family science fiction show? Mm -hmm. And of course, Daleks is the obvious choice. Um, so. Whilst the whilst the the sort of the Trump and May characters themselves are very on the nose, um, I I really do appreciate what he's doing here with this episode. Right, Yaz and Jack investigate Daleks and plant all the bombs. Uh, then I've put Jack is attacked, and then my next sentence is, "Oh, so is Yaz." Uh, the Doctor tells Ryan that she missed them all and he asks her what happened on Gallifrey what happened to the Master and she says you know if I'm not who I thought I was who am I new can be scary mm -hmm. uh, but then seconds later they land at Osaka clone factory with Yaz and Jack uh, Leo and the Dalek approach it's a nice little heart to heart scene isn't it with Ryan you don't there aren't many sort of just the Doctor and Ryan scenes. Yeah, but why? Up until this, why point. is it taking this long? Because there are too many characters and not enough episodes. Mm. Mm. It's like honestly, I think if this if they'd stuck with thirteen episodes a series, you you could have had an easier time accommodating three companions, but. By squeezing the series down to ten episodes each and shoving three companions in the TARDIS, it just becomes too unwieldy. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So it turned out Leo and the Dalek had killed all the people that were working for them and fed them to the new Daleks they were cloning. Yeah. Probably best Robertson line of the episode at this point where he... Because is Robertson here at this point or is that a bit later? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, and he just says, uh, this is a PR disaster. Um, The Dalek plan to convert Earth into a base Mm. and the light keeps changing in the room where they're talking. And the reason it's doing that is it's all linked to the Daleks teleporting into their cases and immediately begin killing. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, the Daleks have accosted Joe Patterson, their killer, mm-hmm. and the Dalek that was controlling Leo kills him as well. And I did like this bit where the Doctor says, you know, I'm questioning who I am, so let me tell you who I am. I'm the Doctor. I'm the one who stops the Daleks. Yeah. So in order to do that, she wants to use the nuclear option, which yeah. is to give the Dalek what it wants. She did exactly the same thing with a shad. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of, in this in this moment, like, it feels like Captain Jack could just, just has te- telepathic powers mm. at this point. He's like, oh, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do. It's just, and it's just like, how would you know, Jack? Like, you're handy, you know, you're handy with a gun and all that, but... You're not, you're not on the same level as the Doctor. Plus, it's been so of... long since he spent time with the Doctor, and it wasn't this Doctor. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch for him to to kind of be able to just read on her face exactly what her plan is, because it's quite a specific plan. It turns out. Yeah. So she sends a beacon to the Daleks, mm-hmm. but it's old style Daleks, Death Squad yeah. Daleks. Enforcers of the Dalek race mm-hmm. who aim to take out new mutated Daleks. Yeah. Okay. So the new Daleks are part human. Was that just because they were eating loads of humans? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, they were just kind of, presumably, I don't know whether they were eating in, in the sense we would think about it, but more like, you know, using them as fuel mm. absorbing them perhaps kind of it, it, it's obviously enough to for them to essentially be considered impure by these other daleks so we get a lovely dalek showdown yeah dalek dalek, versus dalek. dalek action uh robertson wants to side with the daleks over the doctor and plans to tell them that the doctor is here yeah. Not entirely sure. How did you why. feel at that moment? Were you, were you remotely shocked or was it just like, yeah, figures? I was just like, whatever. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Because he's so crooked. But uh, that's the thing, like, I, it, for a one-note villain, I think it would be quite easy for something like that to, to, to still feel like, oh, that's dumb. You know, that's a bit of a stretch. But I think largely down to the performance, you do actually just think, yeah, no, makes sense. He would do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he wants to tell them that the Doctor is here. 
Graham and Ryan and Jack go blow up the Dalek ship. Uh, Robertson does tell the Daleks that it was the Doctor that summoned them. And the last of all the new Daleks have been exterminated. So we're back to the Doctor versus classic old Daleks. Yeah. Uh, Jack tells the Doctor that the Daleks are aware of her trap. Yeah. And I did like this bit where the Doctor says to Yaz, oh, come on, when have I ever let you down before? So she's totally oblivious to the fact that Yaz yeah. was so upset. Yeah. Um, Graham et al. rescue Robertson, despite him being just the worst human being. <laughs> yeah. And the Daleks fly into the TARDIS. The Doctor says, yeah. come on then, let's have it out one last time. They all fly into the TARDIS. And as Jack blows up the Dalek ship, it turns out the TARDIS they were going to was that secondary TARDIS that Yaz had been living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on autopilot. It takes them to the void. And when it yeah. gets there, it's going to fold in on itself. Yeah. I And I do like the effect shot of it sort of like scrumpling up. Why didn't she put them in that magic prison between the two planets that are going to collide? Uh, I think they sort of disabled that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I can I say, I think this is one of the best plans that the 13th Doctor has had that we've seen on screen. Like, as just a Doctory plan, it's such a sort of, like, elegant solution to the problem. You know, yeah. I guess I guess she's fortunate that she had a spare TARDIS yeah. to sacrifice. I suppose you can have all the plans in the world if you've got two TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I just I remember being struck by that one the first time I watched it. I was just like, ah, oh, that's a really good plan. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you got a spare TARDIS. Nice one, Doctor. And I I like those moments. I like feeling like that at the end of a, a Doctor Who story. So all the ta- Daleks are taken care of. Uh, Robertson claims he acted as a decoy for mankind and is heralded as a hero. Yeah. Uh, Jack, at this point, mentions Gwen. And, from... Oh, and, and can, I, can I say, because that's when uh, Graham and Ryan are watching it on, on TV, aren't they? Mm. Um, and I, I really like the simple uh, bit of dialogue where Graham's like, you see this, Ryan, can you believe that? And Ryan's just like, yeah. Yeah. That, that In that one line, I feel like Ryan very much summarises how I feel about everything shit that has happened <laughs> in the past decade or more. It's like, can you believe that? Yeah, I can. I don't, I, I'm not happy about it, but yeah, I can. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jack mentions catching up with Gwen from Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very, very obvious bit of ADR. Mm. I feel like there is some hasty rewriting going on. Uh, yeah. Ryan doesn't want to travel with the Doctor anymore. Yeah, it's fair enough, given that, as I say, his story arc for this series was missing a basketball shot in episode one and pulling off a similar trick in episode ten. Is that the first companion since Martha that has decided enough's enough? I just want to stop. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of any other than Martha. 
yeah, they've all had to have been uh, extricated via tragedy, mm. <laughs> which is the, the, the standard companion uh, exit method in Yu Who. So this one is really refreshing. Yeah. He says he just, his mates need him. Uh, yeah. The doctor apologises and says, I really missed the 10 months with you. Yeah. Um, Yaz says she's going to stay and do some more adventuring. Yeah, and there's like no hesitation, as usual with Yaz. Just like straight there, yeah. Graham says, you know, I do enjoy the adventures, but I, I can't miss out on Ryan growing up. Yeah. The Doctor then says, look, I, I'm going to go back ten months. I'll change the timeline. We can all be <laughs> together. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately they all agree that can't happen. Yeah. So... It turned out the Doctor had given them psychic papers so they could just enjoy themselves. You know, they could do good around the world when they needed to, but they could also use it to just enjoy life. What would you do if you had psychic paper? What's the first thing you'd do? Um, I don't know. Now I'm old enough to drink. <laughs> I don't need a fake <laughs> idea. I don't know. I'd probably just go to the bank and just get loads of money and then use it to travel. Yeah. I was, I would say, for, for me, it would just be train tickets. Yeah, that'd be convenient. <laughs> yeah, trains are so bloody expensive in this country. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. Um, right. The very end, then. Graham is still teaching Ryan how to ride a bike. I thought he was going to be able to ride it pretty well, but he's still pretty crap and falls over. But at least he's trying, eh? He's trying. Yeah. And it all ends when they see Grace. Yeah. So there we go. Um, Yeah. Closure, I guess. Yeah. Is what what is being attempted there. I'll be honest, I kind of didn't need that. I, I would have been quite happy with them just walking off into the sunset, you know. But rather than being, you know, back on the same hill, back, you know, with Ryan wobbling along on his bike. I mean, I hate to say it, just like, maybe you don't need to ride a bike, Ryan. Maybe Ryan uses his psychic paper to get his cycling proficiency. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to end on a sour note. I think overall this is a pretty strong story. It's a nice exit for Ryan and Graham. It's it's lovely to have two companions leaving the TARDIS with both their lives and their memories intact. Feels like a special treat. I'll tell you what else doesn't leave a sour taste in your mouth, David. Splash Go. Cola. You surprised me, Matt. Mm. <laughs> It's fun, um, fruity, and fizzy. So anyway, listeners, um, what, next what, week... What are we doing next week? It's our Series 12 wrap-up. Oh, that's good. I was like, I can't even remember what yeah. Doctor we're up to. Um, what? what, in terms of yeah. classics? Yeah, will it be the I sixth? Think... I, I want to say fifth. Oh, no, we did the five... The last one we did was oh, the cricket one. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? We did Black Orchid because yeah. I wanted an, an easy week. Yeah. Oh, I wasted an opportunity to pick a good uh, Fifth Doctor story there, but oh, well. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, Sixth Doctor. 
Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, listeners, what we're going to be watching uh, for the Sixth Doctor. Please in, uh, do the twin dilemma again. <laughs> I, I think every time we get to the Sixth Doctor, we just do twin dilemma. <laughs> I think we edit this bit out of the podcast and we just do the twin dilemma again and not tell anyone. It's genuinely tempting, but I do want to. I've got an idea of what I want us to do, Matt. Um, I don't want us to do a different one, but but we just watch it twice. I every mean, every hey, time we get back to the Sixth Doctor, we just add one. Matt, I tell you what. What about episode two hundred? Yeah, <laughs> just do the twin dilemma again. Yeah, because I don't know. I haven't got a plan for tw- episode two hundred yet, so we could do that. Uh. I just thought we'd do something non-Doctor Who, like just watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> that would also be good. Yeah. Finally do that Robot Wars episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, d- I can't even tell if we're going to leave any of that in or not. <laughs> no, that'll be your call, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, next week, uh, listeners, we'll be doing our Series 12 wrap-up, which will be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a chance. Looking forward to having a week off watching Doctor Who. There is a chance if you're hearing this on the day of release, you'll still have time to submit thoughts, comments, questions. Yes, yes. Last, last, very last chance if if that is the case. Um, but uh, yeah, do join us for that anyway, uh, uh, listeners. I think it will be a very interesting discussion. Um, certainly comparing it to what we got in series 11 seeing if if it's an improvement or not but um, until then as always thank you ever so much for listening and until next time cheerio bye now thank you for listening to neither the time nor the space if you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.